Well, welcome everyone to Celtic Preacher, podcast 23. It's December, it is Advent, it's getting nearer the Christmas season, but we're not there yet. Well, our culture may be there, the culture may be all about Christmas, but the real story is, before Christmas, we have to hear about John the Baptist. We have to hear about Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist had one message to speak out to the people, and it was such an important message, it had to be communicated before Jesus began his ministry. So before Jesus was born, before he began his ministry, John had a message to give out. And this message of John is as relevant 2,000 years later as it was that first Advent. So here's the message, and it's from Luke chapter 3. I'm just going to give you one line. It's verse 3, third chapter of Luke, and it says, He, that would be John the Baptist, went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. Now, it's not leaping off the page with clarity yet because we don't speak using these terms in the present day. But let me just break this down for you a little bit. Baptism simply means to immerse, right? So the word baptism in the New Testament Greek, it means to immerse. It was a common ancient ritual that was used in ritual cleansing, really. It was like a purification in ancient Judaism. So John is calling people to be baptized as a sign that they have repented. And that word simply means to turn around. It means literally to change your mind or to change your heart. So John's message was all about the necessity of learning to admit a wrongdoing. Actually, it's very, very similar to step five in the 12-step program. So if any of you have ever gone through a 12-step program, you'll know step five says, admit before God, admit to ourselves, admit to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. So for John the Baptist, learning to be learning to be truthful to ourselves, learning to be truthful to others, learning to be truthful before God is so important, so necessary as a first step that God sent John with one message before Jesus comes on the scene. God sends John with one message and it's almost like, look, if people don't get this, If they don't get this part, they're never really going to understand where Jesus is coming from. If they don't get this part about learning how to be honest, ruthlessly honest with themselves and other people in God, they're never really going to understand who Jesus is, why he came, and what he's doing in our lives. Repentance. It's really a word that just means change, repentance. It asks the question, are there things 
in your life that are holding you back? Really important question. Are there things in your life that are holding you back? And by the way, the name John in Hebrew means God is gracious. Key. You know, it's like, because God is gracious, because this is who God is, because God is gracious, God desires to bring some changes. Are you open to that? How open, how open are you to change? How open are you? Well, I read a challenging word from Richard Rohr this week. I'm going to read it for you. See what you think of this quote. I agree with this, but we'll see what you think. It's, it's kind of a challenge to uh, our spiritual communities. He says, Christians are usually sincere and well-intentioned people until you get to any real issues of ego, control, power, money, pleasure, and security. And then they tend to be pretty much like everyone else. We often give a bogus version of the gospel, some fast food religion, without any deep transformation of the self. And the result has been the spiritual disaster of Christian countries that tend to be as consumer-oriented, proud, warlike, racist, class-conscious and addictive as everyone else, and often more so, I am afraid, Richard Rohr says in his great book, Breathing Underwater, Spirituality in the Twelve Steps. Yeah. I mean, John's message demands honesty. If you want to follow John's saying, if you want to learn how to follow, you have to learn how to deal with control. And, and power and money and pleasure and security. Otherwise, you'll never understand. You'll never understand Jesus when he says, come follow me, right? You'll think it's about going to church, right? Rather than, than, than a rebirth. Let me tell you, it's a lot easier to walk inside a church than it is to go through a rebirth again and again and again, right? John's message. I'm sending my messenger who will prepare the way, a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now that's a quote from Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus was born, a beautiful poetic passage. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. You have to use your imagination. These prophets love poetic language. You'll have heard this from Handel's Messiah. Right? Every valley shall be exalted. So it's like imagine a highway from you to God. Imagine a path from you to God. John's saying, now you don't want any bends in the highway. You don't want any diversions. You want a nice, clear road. You don't want any junk, no clutter. Just a nice, smooth road. No, de- no detours. It's like, okay, John, well, how do you do that? He says, well, well, how open are you to change? How honest will you be about your life? Because John's message is we need a nice, clean road between us and God and between us and other people. And the bends on the highway or the detours or the wrong turns, these are the things in life 
that trip us up and they get in the way and they keep us stuck. And we're often stuck, whether we whether it's being emotionally stuck or, or spiritually stuck, because they're, they're the same in some ways, I think. We get stuck, I think, that when we're ambivalent about change. That's where we get stuck. We're ambivalent about change. It's like God longs to help us make changes, but our participation, our, our desire, really, is needed. See, the thing is, is that we're, we're often quick to target a behavior that we think needs changed. So we might say to ourselves, yeah, I know there's detours in my life, and I know there's stuff on the highway. I know that there's things that should be changed. I think I need to be more patient. Or I think I have to deal with my anger in some way, in a better way. Or I need to be more assertive and more honest. And that these things may well be true, but the spiritual work isn't really about having willpower. Spiritual work isn't really about having willpower. If it was all about willpower, we would have figured all this stuff out years ago. It's not really about willpower. It's about a transformed mind. That's what the scripture teaches. That's what St. Paul teaches. Change your mind and then your behavior will follow. Remember that great line from Romans 12? Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you really want to change? Well, it's all about changing your thinking, changing your mind. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. See, the great temptation is to use our mind to fix everyone else. Right? It's a strange thing that we think we can see most accurately what others need to do to change. And even if we're right 50% of the time, the spiritual work is not the call to fix other people. Good therapists know this, right? Good therapists don't fix people. They give people tools so that they can be free and independent and, and move toward bringing change into their own lives. So John's message is a call to look at ourselves. I'm only responsible for my spiritual growth. I can't make someone else grow. I can't make someone else change. But I can make changes in my own life. I can change how I think. I can change what I think about. I do have some control over what I tell myself, right? Be transformed or be changed by the renewing of your mind. It's like the idea is, is that all lasting changes come from a changed mind. Am I thinking about this situation or this person, or myself, or this conflict, or this dilemma? Am I thinking about this in a true and a helpful way? 
And if we come to a point in our lives where we, we can't seem to make these life-giving changes, it's most likely because we haven't been willing to take this 180-degree turn that John the Baptist says is so, so very necessary. The key to a healthy spiritual life is ruthless honesty with ourselves and resisting the need to defend and to justify our ego. Because without the honesty part, it's just too easy to justify everything we see and do and think. That's why step five is, is, a, is a key. There's no forward movement without it. You know, because many of us have a, a, a relentless need to defend ourselves. And rather than going in that direction, it's like, no, stop, step back and admit wrongdoing. Yeah, Growing up is learning to admit you're wrong. In a good, spiritual, a good spirituality, there's no shame in being wrong. There's no weakness in being wrong. Richard Rohr says, once you accept ongoing change as the central program for yourself, you tend to continue growing throughout your life. It's like, well, what is God doing in my life? Uh, helping us change? And it seems like we are most open to change when we're either disillusioned, brokenhearted, overwhelmed, feeling out of control or scared. <laughs> but why wait until then? Why wait until then? You know, if God's gracious. If the message of change is gracious, if it's good for us, if it's beneficial, it's like, why not make the change today? Right? Right now. Here I am. God, I'm stuck. However, I'm thinking about this situation that I'm going through. It's not helping. Would, would you show me a new way? Would you help me clear the highway? Would you help me prepare the way? There's the heart cry. There's the prayer. Show me where I'm wrong so I can be set free and move on. Help me get unstuck. Help me prepare the way. Yeah, there's no shame in being wrong. There's no shame in being wrong. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. And remember, you can always subscribe and you'll be notified each week when a new podcast is published. Join me again next week for another episode of Celtic Preacher. <laughs>